The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Ralph Northam has signed into law a bill that officially ends the death penalty in Virginia. As Whitney Evans reports, two men on death row will have their sentences commuted immediately. Northam held a ceremonial bill signing after he toured Greensville Correctional Center, where the state houses its execution chamber. Northam called the punishment fundamentally flawed, inequitable, and unfair. Like many people, when I was young, I believed in an eye for an eye. But as I matured, my mind changed. Virginia, home to the former capital of the Confederacy, is the first southern state to end capital punishment. Throughout its 400-year history, Virginia has executed more people than any other state. Seven members of Virginia's legislature have lost loved ones to murder. Each one of those lawmakers voted to end the death penalty. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Advocates say abolishing the death penalty will improve equity, citing its disproportionate use on black Virginians. Reverend Lakeisha Cook is with the Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy. Today, we start a new chapter, embracing the possibility of a new evidence-based approach to public safety, one that values the dignity of all human beings. The law will go into effect in July. In a few minutes, you can hear part of an exclusive interview Whitney Evans had with Governor Northam after he signed this bill into law. Donald Trump has only been out of office for two months, but he's already back on the airwaves in Virginia ahead of a GOP nominating convention in May. Ben Pavier has more. The seven GOP candidates include Glenn Youngkin. He's a businessman whose latest TV ad plays up his work helping Trump ink a new trade deal with China. President Trump brought together real business leaders like Glenn Youngkin and stood up to China. Glenn Youngkin of Carlisle, great group. Youngkin is not alone. Pete Snyder, another millionaire candidate, has emphasized his ties to the former president and echoed his rhetoric on issues like immigration. Political analyst Bob Holsworth says these candidates are aiming for conservatives who traditionally show up to conventions. Everyone seems to be uh, moving to the right and moving to uh, really try to mobilize Trump supporters. But Holsworth says that could be a risky strategy if they make it to the general election. The Republican Party in Virginia right now because of Trump uh, is somewhat toxic. Trump lost Virginia by 10 points last year, the largest margin of any presidential candidate since 1988. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Many Virginians are still being hospitalized for COVID-19. As of yesterday, the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association is reporting 79% of intensive care beds are occupied. About 3,200 inpatient beds are available. Less than 1,000 Virginians are currently hospitalized. 25% of ventilators in hospitals are in use. In total, there are about 2,900 ventilators across the state. Richmond and Henrico are getting a $600,000 grant from the federal EPA. As Roberta Roldan reports, they're hoping to repurpose or redevelop properties that are potentially polluted. Richmond and Henrico will partner with the affordable housing nonprofit Project Homes. Together, they'll identify brownfields near Richmond Highway, Commerce Road, and Henrico Plaza. 
According to the EPA, brownfields are properties where the potential presence of toxic chemicals keeps them from being sold or redeveloped. These can include places like former mechanic shops and industrial plants. In a statement, the Henrico Economic Development Authority says the first step will be to make a database of all existing brownfields. The partners will also work with property owners to apply for federal grants that would help pay for cleanup and prepare the property for redevelopment. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Virginia Commonwealth University may not raise tuition for the next school year, citing the financial impacts of the pandemic on students. It would be the third year in a row VCU doesn't increase undergraduate tuition, and the second time in three years it froze tuition for graduate students. The freeze is part of the university's budget proposal, which is set to be voted on by the VCU Board of Visitors in May. The university is also considering increasing student fees by about $150. The proposed budget also includes a 5% salary increase for faculty and staff and a raise of $100 per credit hour for adjunct faculty. In an exclusive interview, VPM's Whitney Evans spoke to Governor Ralph Northam moments after he signed a ban on capital punishment into law. The move also commutes the sentences of two men on death row. Northam began their conversation with what all this means for Virginia. This is a big day for the Commonwealth of Virginia, and I think it's a a really important step in the right direction. We have over 400 years of history, as most people know, in, in Virginia. While there's been a lot of good history, the, the death penalty is, is not. And, and so for years we've talked about this. I have felt very strongly that we should repeal the death penalty in Virginia. And, you know, with the, the House and the Senate uh, make up like they were this year, I just felt the timing and the opportunity was there. And so we made this part of our, our priority, our, our legislative package this year. And a lot of people have worked very hard on this, uh, a lot of advocates. The legislators just made this a top priority and and we were able to get it done. And I hope that other governors, other legislatures uh, in the South realize that from an equity perspective, the death penalty uh, really needs to go. We we do not need it. Uh, It's inequitable. And we've done a lot of great work in Virginia with criminal justice reform and, and police reform. We know that a tremendous amount of resources go into supporting the death penalty. We know that it's not a deterrent. And then finally, just uh, especially after taking a tour of the death chamber, it's inhumane. And as humans, we need to do better. And I'm proud that Virginia has taken the lead uh, in the South to, to finally end the death penalty. And I, you know, things take time. We all understand that, but I'm hopeful that other states uh, in the South follow suit and, and do the right thing as well. You mentioned um, the steps that Virginia has taken um, to change criminal justice laws, to improve equity, and to correct past wrongs. Virginia still has so much more left to do uh, to make those wrongs right. Where should our priorities be at this point? I think you're exactly right. And, you know, things do happen in sometimes small steps, sometimes large steps. I would consider this a, a large step. And, you know, we've done things like raise the felony larceny threshold from $200 to $1,000. We've stopped taking people's licenses away just because they couldn't pay their court fees and fines. And obviously, we'll, we'll continue to, to watch and, and look at laws that are on the books. If, if they are contributing to uh, Virginia being inequitable, uh, then we'll certainly address those. But I, I think we've made a lot of progress uh, in the last few years with equity in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I know a lot of people right now are thinking about um, what's going to happen with marijuana legalization. While we're waiting for this to be legalized in yes. the state, are you going to take action? I agree with a lot of those people. And, you know, as a physician, 
uh, we took a monumental step a couple of years ago to approve the use for medicinal marijuana, and that has gone well. Uh, and then last year we decriminalized marijuana, which again is an equity issue. If one looks at the, the number of individuals that, that use marijuana, it's equal between people of color and, and white people. But the number of arrests and convictions is, is three to four times as high. And, and so to your point, we've taken a, a big step to legalize uh, the recreational use of, of marijuana. And, and I personally don't think that we should be arresting or penalizing someone for doing something that we're getting ready to legalize. So, so our team is looking at that now. Uh, we're communicating with the advocates. We're communicating with our legislators. And, you know, reconvene session is on April the 7th. And I plan to uh, place a number of amendments uh, in front of the legislature, and hopefully we'll be able to move those forward. That was VPM's Whitney Evans speaking with Governor Northam after legislation was signed yesterday abolishing the death penalty. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Wednesday, March 24th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>